Well, we want to pray into God's word this morning. I am believing with all my heart that what we're going to hear today is going to come from God himself. Uh, I make the statement without any apologies. If you've come trying to or expecting to receive from a man, you're probably going to leave disappointment, disappointment, disappointed. Um, if those on Facebook, if you want to listen to a person speak, there's many different speakers out there who speak very eloquently and speak very well. My prayer is that will not hear speak to you. I know, I know that your life will be changed. I know that big and great things will take place in your families, in your businesses, because when we hear God's word and God speaks to us and ministers to us, I know that we can never be the same again. In fact, if you read the scripture, every single person that comes into contact with the living God, I want you to read the scriptures, you'll see that they are never the same again. Churches today is that people have gathered, people go online to hear something that is going to make them just feel good, something to tick the box. But I want to encourage you, those on Facebook, those on YouTube, those in the building today, I'm going to encourage you in this very moment as we pray, you stop everything, quieten down the kids, put your coffee down in this building, focus on on God for a moment and ask God, God, would you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, just come and speak to me? I don't want to be the same again, Lord. Move me, shape me, fill me in every area of my life so that once I've heard your word, once I've been in your presence, God, I know I'll never be the same again. You ready for that? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, once again, everything I just said, Lord, that is a prayer of my heart. My heart as well. Even though, Lord, I deliver this message, I pray in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, come. Speak to us. Lord, minister to us. Fill us again. So that, Lord, this will not just be another online experience. It will not just be another church gathering. Lord, this is going to be a life-shaping uh, moment in our lives, which is going to propel us forward. It's going to take us forward in this world that we live in, not for our glory, but for your glory. I pray that every businessman, every father, every mother, every family member, every person that's in ministry, every person that has a desire to to do great things for you. Every one of us, Lord, today is the day I pray that something would change in us and move us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says again, <clears throat> amen. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the subject of the power of declarations. Come on, for the last two weeks, we've been going over scripture after scripture after scripture uh, telling and encouraging each other about the power of our declarations. You see, we can clearly see from the last two weeks that our declarations carry weight and they carry authority. Why? Because we're not just people. We are the people of God on this earth. I want you to hear me very carefully today. Those on Facebook, those in the building, those on YouTube, here's the thing. You are not just a person. You're not just a simple human being. You are a man and woman of God. You've been called by God to represent Him 
here on this earth. You are kingdom advancing ambassadors for Jesus Christ. You're not just normal people. We are seated with Christ, the Bible says, in the heavenlies. Where is Christ seated? He is seated at the right hand of the Father, a place of absolute authority. In fact, Jesus goes ahead with all, I have all authority on heaven and earth, and then he tells us to do what? Go and proclaim, go and speak, go and pronounce the gospel, his gospel to all nations. Right in the beginning, when God created us as human beings, as mankind, he created us to rule and reign on this earth as he gave us dominion found in the book of Genesis. He gave us dominion. That, if that doesn't stir you to start making some godly declarations in your homes, your businesses, and your life, the Bible declares that there is life and death, blessing that flows out of our mouths. If that doesn't scare you, the Bible speaks about us having this amount of authority in this way. He actually says, the Bible says that every idle word, in other words, every just slip of the tongue, every just uh, joke that you might say, do you know that the Bible says you will be accountable for those words? That's how much weight, how much power and authority we have as the church of Jesus Christ. Matthew 12, 36, but I say to you that every what? Idle word. Some translations use the word loose word. Every loose word that you speak, whatever you may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Don't think that you don't carry weight. Now for some of us here, we know that there's power in words. Because we've experienced the hurt of words. When a loved one speaks against you, when, a, when someone says something to you, it hurts you on the inside. It, it, it hurts more than taking a rock and throwing it at you. Because once the wound heals physically, the problem is emotionally. Church, I'm encouraging you from this day. Let's start speaking blessings. We learned that declarations direct our lives towards what we speak. Declarations are instrumental for us to enter the promises of God in our lives. Declarations help those uh, things that make things that those are not as if they are. In other words, declarations definitely speak into our faith. Nothing happens, ladies and gentlemen, in the kingdom unless a declaration is made. Did you know that? I mean, from the beginning of time when God created, he didn't think it. The Bible says he spoke it. He spoke it. Every time... We speak, when we speak, we speak with breath. Did you know that? Try to hold your breath and talk for as long as you can. You can't talk long. It's true. When God created man, how did mankind get life into them? The Bible says he breathed. It came out of declaring in our lives today. One thing about, I love about us preachers, we, we talk about a subject, we tell you this is what you, you should be doing, you should be doing, and then someone will ask you about how. Today I want to give you the how. How should we be declaring in our lives? What must we do? What are the important parts of our declaration? A couple of weeks ago, I used four words. And I think this is important. Think before we speak. That's very important. I think if you want to start declaring properly, start thinking before you say things. That's what we need to start doing. But what, the, what does the Bible say we should be thinking on? 
I know anyone here in the house, those on Facebook, what should we be thinking on? Things above, by the way. We've got to be thinking of the things above. We're actually going to be thinking of the things of God. We're going to be thinking of the things of heaven. We've got to be thinking of the kingdom of God in our speech. So before I speak, I've got to be speaking about, is this godly? Is this part of God's kingdom? Is this going to advance his kingdom? Is this going to advance me? But ladies and gentlemen, we've got to understand something. Imagine for a moment you are asked to, to be the presiding judge over someone's life. Someone's uh, life is depending on you. And your words is going to bring that person either to a place of freedom or they're going to sit for the rest of their lives in prison. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to understand that we have the same authority in our day-to-day walk. Day-to-day walk. Think before we speak. What should we be declaring? Number one, declare the truth. We have to be declarers of truth. In this day, there are so many lies. Today on social media, you have no idea what's true and what's not. Let's be honest. Yesterday, the world's coming to the end. Today, the world's a beautiful place. We don't know. Social media is always up and down, up and down. You don't know. But the church needs to always remain on the truth side. The Word of God is our source of truth. Now, that should be easy. Come on, I've been a Christian a long time. A lot of people say, of course, yeah, the Word of God's truth. We always speak the Word of God. Well, that should be easy. Well, when you're sick, it's not always easy to declare that Jesus is healer. You see, when you're in poverty and there's no money in the bank account, it should be easy to say, hey, you know what? God is my provider, but we all know sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. Why? Because there's this huge debate, and uh, I know we've heard this debate about truth and facts. And this is something that's been argued forever, but however, let's go back to a courtroom setting. In a courtroom setting, the same facts are, are available to the prosecutor and the defense attorney. Am I right? The same facts. There's certain facts that they've got. Each attorney puts his own spin or construction on the evidence... But this does not imply that both are right. Does it, is that true? You see, you can, have two different, you can have the same facts, but the way you present the facts can sway people. But there's only one truth. It would be absurd to think otherwise. And depending on the type of case before the, the jury or the judge, an in, individual's entire future may hang on the jury's ability to discern what is true in the facts you so i want to present to you today there might be a lot of facts but the church always has to depend upon the truth i love the fact that the scripture says that jesus is the way the truth and the life Ladies and gentlemen, whenever you are facing uh, something that is attacking you, I want you to do me a favor. Before you declare anything out of your mouth, stop and ask the question, is this Jesus? Does this represent my Savior, my Christ, my Lord, my King, my, 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 my everything? Ladies and gentlemen, stop for a moment and ask, if Jesus is the truth in this situation, if Jesus is the truth in the midst of a pandemic, I want you to ask yourself a question. What should we be declaring in the midst of this pandemic? Should we be declaring death, 
No, ladies and gentlemen, we declare life. I don't care how many people are on ventilators. In the name of Jesus Christ, we speak life. We speak breath into their lungs. Why? Because there's all authority in Christ Jesus. I love in Colossians 1.17, And he himself existed and is before all things. And in him all things hold together. He is the controlling cohesive force of the universe. Everything is hinged on Jesus Christ. Church, he is the way, the truth, and then the life. Come on, church. We gotta be, we gotta be people of truth. What truth are you declaring in your life? When the enemy throws facts at us, like for example, there is this disease that can infect so many people. Here's the fact. It's true. But the real truth is found in Hebrews 13, 8 that says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So the facts are that there's a disease running rampant, but the truth is the fact that Jesus Christ, if he could heal 2,000 years ago, he can still heal today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But what do we truth i want you to hear me loud and clear those on facebook those on youtube it's time for us to yes see the facts yes see what is happening but it's time for the church to declare the truth that jesus is still the answer in this day and age that we live in so i declare that jesus is the healer if he could touch lepers and that leprosy could not affect him the leprosy in fact flee jesus christ you know there's a little statement when unclean touches clean normally the clean becomes dirty I love the fact that Jesus Christ unclean become clean in Jesus' name. The world's in crisis. Come on, Ryan. The world's in crisis. We all know that. You read Twitter. You're on Facebook. You're on YouTube. You're on YouTube. Ryan, Hebrews 12, 28 says this about that fact. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken... Ladies and gentlemen, your facts are the world is shaking. The economy is upside down. Everyone's panicked. But I declare that I belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken in the midst of the world shaking. You see, here's the thing. This is the truth. And I want you to hear for someone here today in this building, those on Facebook, those on YouTube, it's time for the church. If you want to know how to declare, it's simple, just like that. Declare truth. Second thing we must declare is faith. You know, it is so easy to make easy declarations. I'm going to be honest with you. It's easy to, to declare God is God. Everyone knows that. Even the demons know God is God. But sometimes it's hard to declare that our God is good. Things are going But it takes huge amounts of faith to declare that Jesus is my provider when you're hungry and haven't had food for three days. Often when you put your trust in truth, you must have faith. In fact, everything we do and say must develop faith. Declarations are foundational to the building or increase your expectancy of God's goodness and thus will increase the manifestation of goodness in your life. I loved what Jesus said in Matthew 8.13. He says this, according to your faith, let it be. I want you to know something. When it comes to healing, 
when it comes to deliverance, when it comes to uh, his providing for us in terms of finances, in terms of uh, uh, your future husband or wife, whatever it is, I want you to know something. There's no problem from his side. Understand something. There's no problem from God. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too great for our God. There's nothing that is impossible for him. I want you to know something. There is no problem from God. And there will be life in our bodies, our marriages, in our finances. There's nothing impossible for God. Let it be according to what? Our faith. Everything we do must build faith. So let's look at some declarations just for a moment. I'm not going to go on too long, but I want you to hear this. First declaration I want to make in my life is that my prayers are powerful and effective. Now, Ryan, that's an easy declaration. Is it really? Is it really? I'll, I'll, let me give you a true story. The first three or four people I prayed for in hospital died. No jokes. Every time I come to the hospital, everyone's like, no, 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 not him. Not him. No, 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 no. I'll tell you what. I had to still believe that God could still do all things. Even though I, I didn't see success. I mean, really, that's not success. I've got a sore throat. Let me pray. No, don't pray for me, Pastor. <laughs> Uh, not ready yet. I became a great evangelist. I'd walk in the hospital. Everyone's like, oh, okay, Jesus, I'm coming home to you. It's amazing. God can take all things, turn around for your good. Amen? But here's the thing. When things are not going right, when, when you pray and nothing happens, this declaration has to be on my lips. My prayers are powerful. They are effective. James 5.16 tells us the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous one avails much. The, the, the amplified version says the heartfelt, the persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have a tremendous power when it is affected and influenced by God. I want you to know something. When we begin to pray and we begin to pray in the name of Jesus and those prayers are impacted, are filled the Holy Spirit, I want you to know something, our prayers all of a sudden change. There's a, ch a change of tone in you. There's a change of tone in your prayer. Why? Because it comes with authority. Prayer and faith by the hand go, uh, faith go hand in hand. Mark 11, 22 to 24, and answering, Jesus said to them, have faith in God. For truly I say to you that whatever, whoever shall say to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. But what he said, said, did you notice that declaration shall occur, he shall have whatever he said. Therefore I say to you all things, whatever you ask, praying, believe that you shall receive and it will be to you. Say. Declare, pray. Remember this. <clears throat> Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Our evidence for things being true is not our circumstances, but God's promises. Imagine what the church would look like. And no, no, no. Imagine what the world would look like if the church actually believed that declaration. We have a prayer meeting here, by the way, every Monday night. 
half past six to half past seven. If you believe in the power of prayer, you should be here. Yeah, but Pastor Ryan, I like to pray quietly. Well, still be here and pray quietly. Yeah, but Pastor Ryan, I'm an intercessor. I don't pray like everyone else. I don't care. Come together and let's pray. You can pray your own prayers. There's no problem, but let's get together. If you believe in the power of prayer, then pray. Number two, how about this declaration? God is on my side. Therefore, I declare I will not be discouraged or I will, I will not be defeated. I will not be discouraged. Now, oh, that's an easy declaration. No, it's not. <clears throat> all of us have suffered discouragement. I don't care who you are, how spiritual you are. We've all gone through discouragement. It's in those moments, in those moments where you're feeling low, where you feel like everyone's against me, everyone doesn't like me, everyone is this, uh, 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 you mind, mind, mind. that's the time you stop what you're saying and say, I declare I will not be discouraged or defeated in the name of Jesus. Why? Because Romans 8.37 says, but in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors conquerors through him who loved us i love the previous verses after listing all these terrible things in the previous verses like famine stress loss i love the fact after he states all these things are coming against me but yet i'm still more than a conqueror through christ jesus who loves me i want you to know something when you go through tough times hard times stop declaring that you're defeated start declaring that you are a winner in jesus christ the victory is yours because the battle is god's Philippians 4, 67, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. How about this, Psalm 27, verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Come on, what are we declaring? What's coming out of our mouths when we start hearing about the effects of the coronavirus and pandemic? What are we saying, church? Philippians 4.13, simple. I can what? Do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those are powerful declarations, and that's directly from the Word of God. How about this declaration? I am the head and not the tail. I have insight. I have wisdom. I have ideas. I've got divine strategies. I am a person of authority. Why are we not saying things about this over our own lives? Why? I tell you why. Because we don't feel like it. Imagine this. Those on Facebook, you see I've got a wedding ring on. Imagine I don't feel like I'm married. I just don't feel like it. Go out to the local pub and what do we do? We take this off. time for us to make declarations of who we are and not what we feel like deuteronomy 8 18 but you shall remember jehovah your god for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant which is sworn to you so he gives you the power not your power your own power your, he gives you power to obtain wealth 
If God could take slaves out of bond, if God could take slaves out of bondage that were in Egypt and literally force their captors, the people that owned them at one stage, God influenced them in this way. Go read if you don't believe me. The same Egyptians that owned them turned around and said, whatever you want, take it. Take, come into my house, take whatever treasure I want, it is yours. If God could do that in the days of Egypt, in the days where God's people were slaves, why can't he do that for us today? Deuteronomy 28, 18, And Jehovah shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall always be above and not beneath. I love that. Here's the fact, if God could do that for those people, why can't he do it for us today? Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you authority. Yes or no, it is. How about this declaration? I have a sound mind. I will think the right thoughts, say the right words, and make the right decisions in any situation in our face. Why don't we declare that over our lives? Why don't you wake up tomorrow morning and say, I have a sound mind. Today, I will think the right thoughts. Today, I will say the right words. And I will make great decisions in every situation. I face Why that over our lives. What do we do when we wake up in the morning? Oh, God, it's morning. Instead of saying, good morning, God. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and what? A sound mind. Come on, gee, everything we're declaring today is truth, by the way. You can't find fault in these declarations because this is the word of God. That's who God says you are, not what I say you are, who God says you are. I expect to have power. I expect divine appointments today to heal the sick, raise the dead, prophesy life, to lead people to Christ, to bring deliverance, to release signs and wonders. Every place that I go, I will be a blessing today in Jesus' name. Why don't we declare that in our lives, in our homes, in our businesses? Why are we not declaring it? Because sometimes these declarations are not easy because we don't feel it. You want a scripture reference? Anyone want a scripture reference? Your hands up in the hall. Those on Facebook, do you want a scripture reference for that last, that last one? Read the book of Acts. That's your scripture reference. Everywhere you read in the book of Acts, there was godly appointments right from the beginning. When the out and there's already a crowd waiting for him and over 3,000 people give their hearts to Jesus Christ why because Peter was at the right place at the right time in fact those 3,000 people were also at the right place at the right time to receive a word that would set them free for all eternity come on church you're walking down the street you're walking on the beachfront you're in the office wherever you are it is the right time the right place as God drops a holy godly word in your mind speak it out by faith and see what takes place imagine imagine you're at work or you're on the bus when now we loud on taxis whatever it is wherever you are and someone says oh i've got a headache instead of saying oh shame you want a grandpa why don't we say no i want to pray for you in the name of jesus and that headache is going to leave you right now come on church it's time for us to get back to being people of faith we don't need to be in a building to exercise faith we need to exercise faith outside the building 
Come on, church. It's time for us to get excited. Those on Facebook, I, I hope this message has come out nice and clear. I hope there's been no, like, I don't know, whatever. But you need to hear this. Those in your homes, it's time for you to get out of your home. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out the pajamas. It's time for us to actually wake up and actually be the church. I've encouraged the worship team. You can ask Andy, our worship leader. I've encouraged the worship team. When they get up here, it's not time for us just to sing songs. I want the worship leaders to lead. I've said, I've challenged them all. It's time to lead. You get up here, you don't sing a song. You declare. You pray. You sing. I don't have to be led by the Spirit to pray for someone that's sick. You know they're sick. You pray for them. You need to know and declare God's goodness at all times. Every one of us in our hearts. So I want to pray right now. I told you, if you hear this word, you hear it right, and the Spirit speaks to you, it's going to change us forever. So you ready right there in your homes in this building? You ready? I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray a special prayer over us now. I'm going to pray that God will open up opportunities for you. Don't be surprised tomorrow morning when you're at work or when you're walking, someone walks past you with a limp or someone walks past you complaining of the headache or someone is crying or someone just out of the blue comes to you and asks for prayer. Don't be surprised because God's going to put you at the right place at the right time to be a blessing. Don't be surprised. Here it goes. Come on, I'm going to pray. This is how we're ending today. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we want a release of the Holy Spirit. Like that scripture says, be ready in season, out of season. I pray we'll be ready all the time. That your word will continuously be on our lips. Lord, we're not going to be run by feelings. We're going to be run by faith. And sometimes simple obedience is faith. If I'm asked to do something by you, Lord, I do it without questioning. And what do we do, Lord? We question everything. Lord, I love the fact that Abraham, right in the beginning, Lord, you asked him to make a sacrifice. He didn't question. Disobeyed. And what an it's become for generations to come of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. I pray, Lord, every single one of us, that we will be declaring the truth and declaring faith, not only in our own lives, but to those around us. Lord, stir up us as a church. Stir us up, Lord, to become more and more like you. I pray that the church would grow and advance faster than ever before during this process. I declare, Lord, I want to declare by faith that during the I pray people will be saved. People come to know Jesus Christ in this time of lockdown. I pray that our business owners, in the name of Jesus, will be giving godly thoughts, great business ideas, and they won't just think it, they're going to do it. I pray, Lord, that we will not overthink things, but, Lord, we'll be faithful in declaring God's word in all things. So we praise you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen.